We've talked about the things we are leaving behind in 2019, so here are my top eight things I'm bringing into 2020. Let's do it. Welcome to the Discover Yourself podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Kampmeyer, and on this show, we're dedicated to helping you discover the real you. If you're ready to find out who you are deep down and live a truly authentic life, keep listening. And don't forget, we're in this together. Hey, hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to this. I am so grateful that you are hopping on with me and working on whatever you're working on right now. Maybe the title of this episode grabbed you because you're looking to add some things to your 2020. Maybe the dust has sort of settled on that newness of the year and you're really ready to dig in. Uh, Or maybe you're just curious about me. (laughs) I don't know. I don't presume to know, but I'm just glad that you're here, that you are listening and supporting me on this podcast. I really appreciate it. So let's dive in. Let's talk about the eight things I am bringing into 2020. We talked about the nine things that I'm leaving behind in 2019 on episode number 18. And this is episode number 20, so it feels kind of appropriate to talk about 2020. It's still kind of weird that that's the year. It feels so futuristic sounding, uh, but here we are. So, all right, we will, I'll just dive in. Let's just do this. Uh, Number one, I am recognizing that I'm someone who does finish things. Now, (laughs) I have felt... So much in the past, like I have a ton of proof that I don't finish things, which is true. I don't finish everything I start. Like college, I tried three times, y'all. Three times, did not finish, don't have a degree. I have purchased so many courses, signed up for endless challenges in my email that I have either not even started or just haven't finished. I have set up huge goals. Uh, One example is Rocktober, which is a completely raw vegan month. Now I'm already vegan, but the raw element is a little startling uh, if if it's not something you've eased into. So an entire month of that is difficult and I have not finished. I have started lots of books, whether that's reading them or writing them. I can't tell you how many manuscript beginnings I have on my desk on my hard drive just I've tried to start things that just didn't work out and there are also tv shows or movies you know whether it's starting a season of a tv show and not finishing it or finishing up the first season and never moving on to the second or some movies that I've started that I just haven't finished like it happens right we all have all kinds of things that we've started and we haven't finished. But I also have proof that I've finished things. And I seem to let that go sometimes when I'm thinking about starting something new. I'm like, well, I just have all of this proof of things I of things I don't finish. So I'm probably not going to finish this. Why even start? But I have finished things. Even though I never finished college, I certainly finished high school. I was even top 10 in my class. Like, that was a pretty big accomplishment. I finished years of schooling. 
I did a 10-day Biddy Tarot course on the basics of tarot. I didn't do it in 10 days, but I certainly did all 10 days of work, so that's awesome. I have a finished journal thanks to a course I took with Sarah Steckler. It's called the Publish with Purpose course, which if the doors are open on signing up, I will have a link in the description of this podcast in the show notes. Uh, But I I have a Michelle Kampmeyer journal out there because I learned so much in the course I took from her. So I finished that. Even though I haven't finished every book that I've started working on, I have written over 40 novels, whether that's fiction or nonfiction, and I have 30-plus journals that I've released under my Mickey Reed name. So yeah, I've finished some stuff. And to be quite honest, I have finished every single day that I've been alive. And that means you have too. So we may feel like we're not finishing things because we don't finish everything we start, but we can't let that keep us from doing the things that we want to do or should do consistently. Like if we want to work out more, maybe we don't have to do that every single day, but four times a week is better than nothing at all because we feel like we'll never finish something, especially if it's something that you want to keep going forever. You know, like if you want to be someone who works out consistently, that's probably a lot of your life and that can be intimidating. So we can't let a track record of not finishing everything we start because that's just life. We won't finish everything we start. Things get in the way. They stop aligning with us. They're just not for us. We don't prioritize them. Whatever it is, we can either fix it or let it go. So that's something I am bringing into 2020 is remembering that even though I don't finish everything I start, I can still finish some of the things I start and be proud of that. Number two, I'm going to define my goals and define what success means to me. This is something I didn't do very much of last year because I was terrified. To be quite honest, I was afraid to set any goals because I was afraid I wouldn't achieve them. Whatever they were, I didn't think I would have them. I didn't think I could earn them. And if I'm being honest, it was mostly because they weren't my own goals. But I didn't know that at the time, or I did and I ignored it. I let the things that I was trying to accomplish, like writing a book a month and whatever salary goal I was trying to make or money goal, I didn't really define that because I was like, "Mm, I'm never going to do it. And I did start to define it a little bit, but I didn't have any confidence in it or I didn't have any kind of like, I don't know, I didn't practice like worthiness, feeling like I was allowed to have that in my life. But also, like I said, it wasn't my goal. So it was really hard to get in alignment with trying to make that kind of money by doing things that didn't align with who I was at the time. But this year, what I want to focus on is setting SMART goals. So SMART goals, not like intelligent goals, but the acronym SMART. Uh, It's being specific which is being clear and concise about what the goal actually is. So if you want a promotion, be specific about the role you want. If you want to lose weight, be specific about what you're going to do and why you want to do it. It's uh, measurable. So you want to have it measurable so you can track your progress and stay accountable. Ask yourself how much or how many. Those are good questions for measurability. And how will I know if I've accomplished this thing? So by making it measurable, you'll know if you've reached this goal. 
You want to make it achievable. That's what the A stands for. That's for realistic or actually attainable to you. So maybe not setting a goal to be the first female NFL player if you're in your 40s and you haven't played a day of football in your life, right? <laughs> now, I'm not here to shatter your dreams and te- or tell you what your goals should be, what you should go after, but you'll know if this is something reasonable or achievable for you or not. So the R stands for relevant, making sure it's in alignment with you and other goals you have. So you want to check in with your other goals to make sure it's the right time for this one, that it will be able to fit into your current schedule or you'll know how to make it work with the schedule you have and that it's applicable to a need that you currently have in your life. And T is for time bound, which gives it a deadline. So if you give yourself a reasonable timeline with a deadline, you can schedule tasks along the way to make sure you're on track to finish this. Otherwise, without a deadline, you may not ever actually start to do this. I know if I don't have some kind of thing that I'm reaching for, then yeah, probably doesn't get done because we don't make it a priority. So SMART goals. I'm going to define my goals for 2020. And that leads me to number three, which my first goal and the only goal that I've really set this year so far is better health. I'm bringing better healthy choices into 2020. Like I mentioned in episode number 19, I'm working on a better exercise routine right now. So my SMART goal looks something like this. For better health, I... To be specific, I want to cultivate an exercise habit that includes yoga, strength training, cardio, and walking my dog because I want to feel healthy, capable, and strong in my body. It's measurable by me tracking how many days a week I work out. So I want my goal is to work out five times a week. It's achievable because it is something that I can do with my current schedule. I will make it a priority. I'm going to at first just go through the motions so I can build up the habit and then I will step up my effort each week. It's relevant because it contributes to a healthier body and life. And like I said, I'm creating the time for it in my schedule. It's time bound. Um, My deadline is going to be that I want to have a regular five times a week occurrence of workouts by February 29th. So I'm giving myself two months to create the habit as consistent. And like I said, this is the only goal that I have right now. Next week, I will think about working in the nutritarian eating goal by meal prepping uh, food or meal planning food prepping. Um, But honestly, you know, and then I have some other goals uh, that I want to work on, like for my spiritual stuff, like meditation and breath work. But if it feels like too much, I'm giving myself permission to step back. I'm giving myself grace to say, hey, you know what? This is too much right now. I'm not going to achieve all these goals if I go too hard, which is leading me to number four of things that I'm bringing into 2020, which is taking things slowly. It's not something I've really done in the past. I know that trying to do it all at once does not work for me. So this year, I've given myself permission to know that it's okay to take things very, very slowly, one step at a time. Starting small, like I mentioned in episode 19, is the way to go for me right now. Because if I expect everything to happen all at once, it just doesn't work. So I'm building in one habit at a time. And that may seem like nothing's going to happen, like I'm not going to achieve everything I want because it's not happening all right now, but it creates those small wins that give me confidence to add something else to my routine. 
changing everything and completely turning my life upside down is too much of a shock to my system. And it's the same for you. In most cases, our brain just wants to go back to the safety and predictability of our own life, which makes us give up and think we're a giant failure. (laughs) But that's not what's happening. So taking one thing at a time to not overwhelm our primitive brains that just want to stay in our comfort zone is probably something you should try this year. It'll work much better in the long run because life is a marathon, not a sprint. So number five, I am giving myself permission to test things out and be bad at them. Oh my gosh, you guys, this is something I've struggled with so much in the past because I don't want to be bad at anything, right? It's not like a stroke to my ego if I'm terrible at something, but how can we learn anything new or build new habits if we're not okay with being terrible at something at first, right? So this year, I actually started bullet journaling. If you don't know what that is, um, you can do a a quick Google search or look on YouTube uh, to see some videos of this. (laughs) it's, it can be really intense. Like some people really like to make it really pretty and Instagram worthy. I'm not at that level and that's okay. I, you know, I don't want to overwhelm myself with the amount of things that I would love to do with my bullet journal or what I want to do with it. Blank spaces kind of freak me out. I don't like having like all of the space to just do whatever with because I want things to be perfect. So this has been kind of cathartic and really a huge win in my book because it's giving me a space to test things out, to, you know, maybe not love what I do at first. You know, I don't really like necessarily everything in a spread that I create, but I'm willing to try things out, take some notes, see how it goes, and then I can tweak things for next week. Like if I really like one element, I can bring that into my next week's spread. If I really don't like the way I set something up, then I know not to do that. But I won't know unless I try. So I'm starting from the beginning. I am enjoying being a beginner at this whole bullet journal thing. And it's a mindset thing, right? I could be upset that my bullet journal doesn't look like Amanda Rachel's, or I can just enjoy the fact that I'm creating something with my own two hands and it's cool, you know? Like it doesn't have to be Instagram worthy or, you know, whatever that means to somebody else. To me it is. I'm going to post it on Instagram because I'm proud of what I'm doing. But it's a mindset shift to just be okay with being proud of what I'm doing, even though it's the beginning. Like, I'll probably get better if I stick with it, but I won't if I don't ever try. So that's what I'm doing. I'm also uh, testing out the workouts that I'm doing, being bad at them, you know, starting by just going through the motions and not giving it my all so I don't get super sore. I'm enjoying learning, you know, taking the time to perfect my posture instead of feeling like I have to push really hard. So it's fun to learn how to be good at something because then I'm not suffering through all of it and dreading doing it the next day. So that's kind of my mindset for that. Number six is remembering my wins. I'm using my bullet journal to track certain things. I want to track uh, the days that I do exercise. I'm testing out tracking what exercises I do each day. So if I take a walk, it's got a color. If I do some yoga, it's got its own color and I'm tracking that. If that doesn't work, it doesn't work. I'm giving my pers- myself permission to try tracking. If it doesn't work, it's okay. Um, but I'm really trying to use it to track 
my successes, whether they're big or small. It doesn't matter if it's this huge thing that I accomplished or if it's like I made it through the day by, you know, getting three things done that I really wanted to get done and maybe not doing the rest. Oh, well, like if I get so down on myself for not doing everything, I'm going to end up doing nothing. So celebrating my wins is something I really want to do this year. So I can do something like take myself out for my favorite banana bread at a new local vegetarian restaurant that I love. I could have a bath with essential oils and Epsom salts. I could take a full day to relax and work on something in my bullet journal if I want. I can create different um, planner spreads or printables that I really enjoy doing. You know, like I can can celebrate just to celebrate, but I have to – kind of give these celebrations significance so that it builds me up to keep doing those things that I love. So I could do these things anyway, right? And I should. I should enjoy a bath. I should work on my bullet journal because that's what I want to do. But if I give it a little bit more meaning, then when it has more meaning in my life, it can become more enjoyable. It'll help me keep doing those small things that are creating the wins. And small things can lead to big wins. So I want to remember those. Number seven is listening to my intuition. This isn't something I've been good at in the past because I've basically just systematically shoved it down. I've trained myself to listen to other people's opinions of what I should and shouldn't do, and I haven't trusted myself to make my own decisions because I can look at experts and say, well, they have the answers, right? They know what they're doing, so I don't need to trust what I want to do. I should just do what they're doing. But that has to stop now. because even if I feel like I end up getting it wrong, at least I can learn from listening to my internal thoughts and choosing the way I wanted to. Even if I feel like I end up getting it wrong, at least it was my bad and not a mistake I made because I took someone else's, else's suggestion for what I should do with my life. Even if I feel like I end up getting it wrong, I can at least look back and say I took a chance on myself because this is my life right? No one else has to answer for the things I choose. So instead, I can feel proud of trying and maybe failing because I invested time in myself on what I wanted to do. And I probably enjoyed that thing. I probably had way more fun doing what I wanted to do rather than what someone else told me I should be doing, especially if it was a business thing that maybe didn't succeed the way I hoped. But I'm no longer doing business in a way that feels bad. Right? I should be having fun and enjoying what I'm doing. I want a business that I feel proud of, that I sh- love showing up to every day. You know, it's not going to be a picnic every single day. I know that. But overall, like I shouldn't dread getting up and doing whatever I choose to do with my life. So I'm working on a whole lot of things when it comes to business, but mostly it's by listening to my intuition. I'm going to set up uh, some like core values for what I want to do and really use those to hone in on my intuition and choose that way. So lastly, that brings me to number eight of the things I'm bringing into 2020, and that is my value. You guys, (laughs) we all have value. We all have something special to give to this world, and I'm remembering that in myself. With all of this work that I'm doing on myself, all of this internal mindset work, all of this 
uh, work I'm doing on my body with nutritional eating and healthy exercise, all of that stuff, I'm up-leveling my value in 2020. But remember that you're valuable the way you are right now, okay? This podcast, I started it when I felt like I was burning myself to the ground in order to start all over again. I didn't feel like I had inherent value in the moment and I had to do something in order to create that. So I started this podcast. And to be frank, I may feel like that in many aspects of my life for a long time. Part of me recognizes that I may always feel like a beginner in some regards, but that doesn't mean I don't have value in any area of my life. I'm not great at bullet journaling right now, but I'm really good at talking into this microphone, in my opinion. (laughs) I feel like I bring value by showing up to this podcast. So I hope I'm bringing value and I want to bring even more value into your life with the things I love to do. So something I am doing this year is I am officially right now launching my Patreon page. This is really exciting for me, but it's also really scary for me because putting myself out there is terrifying. I think we all know that. It's something I'm going to talk about in a future podcast episode, but yeah, I feel ready to finally like step up to keep creating the things I love and give people an opportunity to support me if they choose. I have to get better at receiving, and this is one of the ways that I'm going to try that. So on my Patreon page, it's patreon.com slash Michelle Kampmeyer. Uh, that's Michelle with two L's, K-A-M-P-M-E-I-E-R. And there will be two different tiers where you can get extra episodes, which I've already recorded a couple, so I'm having a lot of fun. That stuff is already up on the Patreon page if you subscribe. Um, I also have a lot of printables. I really like creating planner pages that can help organize your life or you know, help you set goals and that kind of thing, so I'm going to share at least one of those a month. And I also want to look into making sure I can have um, like early access to these podcast episodes up there. So that's coming. And for a limited time, if you subscribe to the, there are two tiers. So if you subscribe to the second tier, you will get, um, I think it's a handwritten note from me. Let me check. (laughs) That's terrible that I don't know. Uh, Yes, a handwritten thank you note to welcome you into my community. So if that's something you're interested in, I would love to have you over there. It's going to be a fun time. I really just want to build a beautiful, supportive, amazing community of people who want to share the love and be there for each other. So if that's something you would like to join, please come join me over there. And yeah, there's lots of great stuff that's going to happen in 2020. And I'm just super excited. So I know that there are more things that I'm bringing into 2020 besides these eight, but these are the most positive things that I feel are very supportive and the things I want to bring more awareness and intentionality toward in this new year. So yeah, I really want to focus on recognizing that I'm someone who finishes things and defining my goals this year and working on better health taking things more slowly so I don't overwhelm myself, giving myself permission to test and be bad, remembering my wins big and small, listening to my intuition, and always keeping in mind my value and trying to bring it this year. That's like 
the most exciting thing for me to do. So I'm excited to hear about what you want to bring into 2020. So my action step for you is to decide you don't have to do eight. I just picked a whole bunch of things that, you know, maybe I'm not focusing all on at one time, but if you want to pick one thing that you are bringing into 2020 that you will smash out of the park, because like we talked about last week, starting at the very, very beginning with just one thing can be very helpful. So what do you want to start small with in a big way, maybe for 2020? Think about that this week. Reach out to me. Let me know. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. You can email me. And now you can join my Patreon and we can chat about these things. I would love to hear from you because like I talked about last week, community is absolutely everything to me. It feels so good to know you're not alone. And it's nice to have a support system, someone who can keep you accountable and cheer you on. So that's who I am for you. Please share. And until then, I hope you have a great week and I will talk to you next week on the podcast. See you then. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I really appreciate it. If you want to reach out to me with any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free by emailing me at discoveryourselfpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram or Facebook at Discover Yourself Pod. And if you want to leave a review on iTunes, I would be forever grateful. I would also love it if you would send this episode to a friend or someone you know who might need this message in their life too. Thank you, and I will talk to you soon.